Not gonna lie, we are probably going to cry today. Welcome back to a new episode of NGL where we promise to bring you our honest thoughts and opinions on real things in life. So today we want to talk about grief. We want to talk about how you can deal with loss, how you can navigate the process of healing from grief as well as how you can support somebody going through grief. Here's a shout out if you are currently going through something and it may not be the most helpful for you to listen to content like that, please feel free to just tune into one of our other episodes or you can come back to this episode on another day when you feel more ready to listen to a topic like that. And so today I want to introduce to you our two guests. We have with us a very familiar face and voice, Daryl. And our new guest, Joy. So maybe you guys can just say hi to everybody who's listening. Hi, people out there. Wow. Nice seeing you again. <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi everyone. Okay, so this is Daryl and Joyce. And uh, I guess sadly, we are all here because we have some experience la, with grief. And later on, you'll get to hear all of our stories. But before we get there, I want to share a little bit about why we decided to embark on a topic like that. So basically, we have uh, an NGL team that comes together to like brainstorm topics together, right? And during one of our brainstorming sessions, actually, we realized that last year was quite a difficult year for many of us in the team because we had to experience grief um, over a friend who passed away. And as we were brainstorming then I think we also figured out that if we're going through something like that I'm sure there are other people and so we decided to embark on this topic to talk about it hopefully to offer some companionship to you to offer a listening ear or even just a, a friendship to you like, to let you know that as you are navigating grief as you're going through something that I believe is obviously very difficult you are not alone and in fact like there are people who totally understand and can empathize with what you feel mm. so that's what we really want to talk about today um, we also will share about our process of dealing with grief from um, the angle of our faith la, because we're all Christians so I think being a Christian actually is a big part of how we dealt with grief and, and understood it so just a just a shout out out there that we're, we're gonna like talk about it from a relatively Christian angle but even if you're not a Christian and you're listening in we do hope that some of these thoughts and feelings that we have would resonate with you as well so with that we're gonna jump into the topic a little bit um, I want to hear from you guys right so what was your encounter with I guess loss and grief like and yeah, maybe who who was it? What happened? We can start with Joyce, lah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So the person who I've lost very very early in my twenties was my dad. Context is that uh, it, he went out opposite right to the coffee shop just to do his usual stuff lah, like get a coffee, just mix around with the neighbors and stuff like that. Uh, and 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 all of a sudden he fell. Uh, for whatever reason he he fell. Uh, so I mean he he made his way home all the way all the way all the way to home right, and then that's when he collapsed. Uh, outside of my door, um, yeah, and 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 we had to immediately call the A and E and all uh, to 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 uh, bring him to the hospital. Mm. Um, so it, it was a very sudden uh, event because uh, we thought it was just a fall, like mm. so you know, like just a casual fall. You should be able to recover after like a few days lah yeah. in the hospital and all. Uh, and and afterwards, uh, he was faster rushed into the ICU, and then shortly after, like four to five days, and then um, the doctor said that he couldn't make it at all, and and he he, I mean he his days are numbered like, and he had to go. It was very sudden, uh, for for all of us, um, because we firstly, personally for myself, I never thought that this would happen to me. Yeah, it, it was very very sudden for me for the rest of my family as well. 
um, yeah, and he was the first person that was so close to me um, mm. that passed away. Mm. Yeah, so um, yeah, that was my relationship la, with, with mm, the person. Yeah. That, mm. Okay, we'll come back to that a bit later. Maybe mm. Daryl can share your, ins- your experience first. Yeah, so I think I think for me it's quite similar to Joyce in a way that it's quite unexpected. Uh, yeah. Because I think at that point of time I was 15. Uh, and my uh, I, I lost a close cousin of mine mm. uh, and he was 17 at that point of time. So so uh, what happened was that um, we were just on a holiday um, and, and he was just complaining about this uh, pain that he was feeling on his shoulder. Mm. Yeah, so he has been there for quite a while because he plays tennis. So we just thought like, oh, mm. you know, it's a, a normal injury because usually tennis players, they, they get that kind of injury. Yeah, but um, uh, as, as he was just feeling more pain after a few months, he decided to get it checked and... Um, they found out that actually there was a growth there and, and he had cancer. Mm. Yeah, then after that, uh, he actually came to Singapore for treatment. Yeah, so that was where I think I was a lot more involved in it because at that point of time, he was studying Malaysia mm. and I was in Singapore. So, yeah, so ever since then, I was just like visiting him uh, in the hospital every yeah. day. Yeah, and, and I think, um, yeah, so it was a, a long uh, journey of, of that. Yeah, so basically, like they decided to kind of like remove the tumor and then, um, and, and then shortly after one year, that's where he passed on. Mm. Yeah, so. Yeah, so that was uh, the one of the laws that I actually felt uh, um, when I was in okay, not really my twenties, but but earlier, yeah, earlier, earlier than my twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think for myself, in a very weird way, I think I've had many encounters with people around me passing away. So actually, from twenty seventeen to this year, which is twenty twenty three, right? Uh, I've lost seven people. Um, so six years, seven people. Two of them are my grandparents, and then actually five of them are like my friends, so people who like are around my age, right? Um, two of whom passed away from cancer also. Um, then actually the other three, there's a very sudden death because like all three of them on separate occasions got into like a car accident. So I think that whole process of like receiving the news of their passing also was very shocking because I guess with my grandparents and with the friends who were battling cancer for a long time, as much as it really is still sad and it's still a loss, there's a bit of a runway uh, in that sense. You're kind of prepared. But wow, the three friends who like passed away in car accidents was really very hard for me to deal with. I think just because for each of the three friends, it came in the form of a text message Mm. where I just kind of opened my phone and I had a notification that said like they got into an accident and they passed away. And it's like, like, I I don't even know how to process that in my brain, you know. I think I just kind of like went blank Mm. for a while. And um, yeah, I think like by the... The seventh person, which happened early this year, um, one of the things that I remember feeling is like, how come I know so many people ah, who passed away? It's like, I'm 28. eh, Like, is it normal to know so many people who have passed away? Yeah, I I wanted to ask you guys actually with your encounters, right? I guess particularly because for both of you, it was close family members. Like, how did you cope with that grief? So some context, right? Like in the past, I'm not someone who is very in tune with my emotions la. Mm. Uh, so so when my dad passed away that sudden um, my initial response was to get all the functional things done first so like like even the signing of the death cert was something that I had to do preparing the funeral uh, comfort my, my, my family members and, and all and um, also because I'm the eldest la, then I have to okay just put, bite the bullet and go through uh, go through the five five days of, of wake and then and then we see how it goes. Uh, so 
so that, that, that went after the funeral um, after, even after the funeral after that then I I immediately went back to work also um, I, I think I, I, I was just like uh, very confused lah also because like it was my first year of work right I thinking like it's a bit bad right for me to like take more leave <laughs> yeah what? and like it's my first year of work also so like I don't really know how to uh, share it with my boss at the time yeah so uh, I went about that kind of routine for like I think more than a month lah but I didn't feel that there was something wrong with me yet yeah, I just think that like, okay lor, I still like, need to live my life, right? You're just so, trying to survive, right? Yeah, yeah, I still need to live my life, yeah. I still need to go and work. I, I cannot just drop the ball on yeah. things at home and at work also. So I think what happened was like, after after a few weeks, I think more than a month later, right, Um, I I, I was I was on the train la, and I was, I was traveling to work. And then I realized that like, like how come like, am, am I not grieving correctly? <laughs> yeah, so that's when uh, I went to Google lah. Uh, I went to Google how to grieve, uh, seven steps to grieving, how to grieve. Uh, so so I went to search online and then like, um, I think for some of us who searched it before, then probably will know that the first thing is to acknowledge the death of the loved ones. Yeah. So I realised that, hey, like I, I don't think for the past few weeks after my, my dad passed away, I even acknowledged the fact that he is gone. You know, um, as much as like I'm trying to, to get occupied with work, um, with just rotating with my sisters to accompany my mom and things like that. But the truth is, he's not around. La. He's not physically not here anymore. And I uh, need to acknowledge the fact that he's not around. Yeah, so... Like, there was a mix of emotions, but definitely tears was one of the very, very clear um, things that happened, right? Like, I just take the train to work or, like, when I'm at my desk working or I am preparing to go to another venue, I would just cry on tra- in the train, um... Yeah, then after that, I'll go and look at past messages and some pictures that I'll cry also. Yeah, so then I think that's when I realised that, oh, maybe I am grieving now because I cried. Yeah, and I realised that at a point in time when I was wondering whether have I grieved or not, right, I also got to ask myself, is it like I never loved my dad enough to not cry as much as how I thought I should be? Yeah, but I realised that it's just because like um, emotionally not attuned. Uh, that's why like didn't grief as much la. but yeah but after that like um started crying a lot more and 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 processing the 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 his death um and all uh and of course like i i i listen to like, like songs that are a bit like emo kind one and then like spend a lot of time by myself and and just um thinking about who my dad was and, and things like that la. And, and really properly sitting down and process how I feel about it you know, so, so when I was in the process of grieving I didn't just felt upset about it la. Um, I felt quite angry at some point in time yeah. um, I think the anger was because I felt that uh, it was so sudden uh, I feel that I felt that my dad abandoned all of us like all of a sudden yeah um, so I think that was why I was angry uh, I mean of course then came the sadness about him no longer at home um, somewhere I think two months in or three months in uh, I think that's when I start to uh, be a lot more aware of I mean I fully accepted that he's gone and then after that like thinking that okay uh, I, I am in the midst of grieving and um, this is how I probably how I really felt and I start to share with my uh, friend yeah I mean if, if I think if now I were to think about whether or not am I still grieving I think when like big milestones come then I'll think about it yeah you know um, maybe graduation yeah, uh, my sister's graduation also. Uh, you know, if whoever me or my siblings who like maybe get into a relationship or uh, me myself getting married I- 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 this year, right? I think these are milestones that I realize that oh, I'm still grieving actually. It's just that the grieving intensity is not that um 
big la, like as before. Mm. Um, but when these milestones come, then yeah, I'll be like, oh, I wish you were here. You know, yeah, things like that. So, yeah, so that that was for me lah, grieving. Oh. Yeah, thanks for sharing this. I mean, I'm sure it took a lot of you lah to say it all at one shot like that. Uh, to our audience, if you hear some sniffles and tissue paper sound, it's because that's why it's happening right now. We're all crying. <laughs> um, Daryl, you wanna share? Yeah. How, how um, yeah, I I think for me similarly. Uh, how did I cope? Uh, I I think I, w- I didn't do it very well. Uh, yeah, I think very similarly, I, I also kind of like just uh, soldier on when that whole thing happened. Um, I think I struggled to actually know how to cope also because I think at, at my age when I was 15, right, none of my friends were um, going through that. Like, I mean, when mm, I asked yeah. around or like, I think even when my friends like saw me uh, going through that, they didn't know what to do because yeah. I think it's not very common for like people our age to actually um, have to go through a loss that's mm. close to them. Mm. Um, I recall like like I went through quite a, a, a difficult season because I actually experienced emotions that I never thought that I would. Um, like for example, I remember like even uh, up to the point where he was announced dead and then they brought him back home uh, so that uh, people could uh, come and uh, visit his body and pay respect. So I remember when I was just uh, there with him um, and I was, I was actually staying like sleeping next to uh, the coffin every night so i remember every night i would actually like look over to the coffin and actually talk to him and and i will always hope in my heart that like hey, he's not he's he's still alive mm. and in the hopes that if i talk to him he, he will wake up yeah so i think what hit me uh the most was actually when we had to bury him yeah and i think when i was just um throwing soil over uh, the coffin that was the the moment where i kind of like acknowledged that like oh like maybe he's really gone yeah, and and I think that was the start of how, like, I went downhill in the way that I cope. Um, I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't want to be with anyone. I just wanted to, um, just wanted to go home, and I just wanted to be my myself. Yeah. So I think, um, how did how did I cope initially was was um, yeah, it wasn't good like. I think I I just really like blocked myself from, the people that care for me and the mm. people that were there with me. Yeah, and, and up to the point where even people that, that were showing concerns in church uh, often would ask me, you know, how, how do I feel and all that. But I, I will always tell them I'm okay, I'm okay. Mm. Yeah, but I wasn't really okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, I think yeah, that was how I, I was coping with like, the loss of, of my cousin. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. As I hear both of you share, right, I'm trying to think back to how I coped. And it's a bit of a blur. <laughs> I feel like maybe that's also a bit of what grief and loss is like like sometimes you just have a bit of a blocked out yeah. memory um i was not really prepared for what that grief would look like i think particularly maybe when i lost my first uh young friend i found myself feeling angry at god uh, mm. for the first time i i just felt like again like why you gotta take a young person away you know like like can't they have their whole life ahead of them um, and it was, it was very hard for me to make sense of that. And I know that actually, even as I felt this anger, it was because it was very rooted in a belief that young people cannot die mm. and young people should not die, which again goes back to whether I believe that we are entitled to having a full life. I don't think anything prepared me for that. When I read the message, it was when I first woke up from an afternoon nap, I saw the message and immediately when I saw the message, right, like that feeling was 
it was very strange. Like, it just felt like I was dreaming. And then after that, at night, I had a family gathering, right? So, like, throughout the entire family gathering, I just felt like I was floating. Eh. Like, I was not, like, in reality. And it was just weird. And straight after that, I had to make arrangements with my, my friends, right? Like, my schoolmates, like, okay, are we going to go down to the wake? Are we going to see her? I don't know. Maybe I just had this idea that, like, after I go to the wake and, and I kind of cry it out with everybody and I go home, right, then maybe that would be closure for me. But I think I was not prepared for what grief would look like in that next week because I I would really just randomly, like, wake up and start crying. Mm. And it's not... It, it's just a... Like, sometimes it's just a, a random tear that rolls down my face. And then there are times where I... I think when I think back on memories with her, and I'm a very visual person, so I really can see everything in my head still, you know. Like, like I remember all these kind of things, and then I would just randomly start crying. And I remember at some point, I asked myself, like, how come it's not over yet? Like, mm. like why do I just randomly cry? And that was my, I think, my first encounter with dealing with the grief of losing a, a young friend. And subsequently, I think, because I kind of went through many rounds of that right I think I've come to a place where <clears throat> where like I have grown to be quite familiar with the process of grief and I don't know I just think it's weird lah, that at 28 I have come to be so familiar with mm. the process of grief with my friend who passed away early this year um, it, it was very weird for me right because I remember that when I first read the message right actually I felt numb I don't even know what I felt about it. Like, like it was just empty. And then I remember I just lie on my bed for like a while, like trying to make sense of what I just read and how come I feel nothing because it is quite a big piece of news. And like 20 minutes later, right, I started crying uncontrollably to the point that I had to get out of the room because my husband was asleep and I didn't want to wake him up. And I, I couldn't control the sound really. Like it was really coming out. So I went out to the living room, right? And I just like cried uncontrollably for like 15 minutes. Wow, at that point in time, I, I know that one of the thoughts I had was that I'm just so sick of people around me dying. I'm so sick of being familiar with this process such that I even can, can predict into the next one week, you know? Like, I know that now I cry until like that, right? And I just know that I need to prepare myself that for the next one to two weeks, I'm just going to cry nonstop and mm -hmm. I have to learn how to live with that. I do feel like other than grief, we probably do feel other emotions. I think maybe for, for the two of you, because you lost somebody who was very closely mm. involved in your life. Like, I think for me, they were people who I had a personal relationship with, but they were not really like in my life in the day-to-day. -day. So to be very honest, I, I don't think I feel that same tangible loss after their passing. But I'm sure for you guys, like there is a lot more of that experience. La. Like, Do you have yep. any stories on that? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that I felt... Uh, a lot was at the I mean at the start was like feeling lost yeah, I think what you shared um, when you first found out like even for myself like I think when my cousin like, I mean just waking up to the news that uh, my cousin um, passed away uh, mm. in his sleep right I think that was a very difficult thing I remember waking up at 6am and just like being in a daze and like lost yeah. for words not knowing like what to feel or not even feeling anything at that point of time like, I felt numb um, and, and I just couldn't believe it yeah, so I, I remember like the day that I woke up, like I felt that way. Yeah, and even like attending the wake, being in denial that it happened, even just going to his place after um, he passed away, right? Just like thinking that I will see him 
or like going to the room that usually mm. like we will hang out at um, um, and, and just play games together at like just going in there and then realizing he's not around anymore I think that was like one of the hardest thing to go through mm. like going through like birthdays together it was hard because I mean like usually every year like when it comes to his birthdays like it always becomes a reminder for me that like oh you know like he's no longer around mm. yeah to the point where like, like I will actually plan ahead to not spend time alone whenever it comes mm. to his birthday so that like I don't have to kind of like feel that that emotions that, that came out of it yeah and I think another thing was also trauma out of that I think just last year, I also had a friend mm. of mine that, that kind of uh, passed away with cancer. Even when I was just taking some time to think about like, like the passing of my cousin and how that affected me. Yeah, like I remember like, like struggling to like visit my friend in the hospital when I was going through chemo just because like that same emotions that I had with my cousins was going to come out. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, it, was, it was quite bad uh, because like, even like recently, I had a friend that was going through surgery um, at the exact same hospital that my cousin had mm-hmm. uh, his chemo treated, right? I remember like walking to to the to to the ward, right, and feeling so heavy in my heart, just because like it kind of reminded me like every single time after school when when I headed over to to the hospital to visit him, like yeah, like, I think that kind of like left me with a, like a lot of trauma as well. I totally yeah. relate with that. Um, maybe also because the the three friends who I lost like suddenly right all kind of passed away in a car accident so i think for me like okay like my that that first friend who passed away in 2018 um passed away from a car accident because she wasn't wearing a seatbelt i remember after the the first time um my friend passed away right like every time i got into the car right i i sincerely feel very unsafe and i'm already a person who has quite a high need for safety like i hate feeling unsafe and so Every time I get into a car to this day, right, I will always wear a seatbelt. I used to like get mm. necked at by my parents. I like I uh, sit behind, don't wear seatbelt. Say I will fly off the car. Never believed it until like I guess I actually knew somebody who did. And like I started to have this like quite deep fear of like people around me suddenly passing away. I remember that after I heard the news of the friend who passed away late last year, right? I was I was thrown into a bit of a frenzy because like um, that friend who passed away, like actually, she's quite, she's quite adventurous and like, um, she will do things like solo travel, right? And and my best friend is a little bit like that. When I received the news of this friend passing away, and then like saw the people around her who, or saw the people who were very close to her grieving her death and like feeling that kind of pain from her, like, like departing, right? Like, wow, my mind immediately went to my best friend and like to the point that I I just think about her like traveling alone, right? And I feel this like intense fear. I remember texting her to tell her like, oh my gosh, like please take care of yourself. Like I really cannot imagine what will happen if something happened to you. And I think like at the when I went to that friend's wake, um, and again saw everybody like kinda crying and, and mourning her passing, right? Like I texted my best friend again to like please don't die like yeah I think I I don't think I'm over that clearly because just talking about it makes me cry like that but I think it is the recognition that life is really quite fragile that I think stuck with me after this whole thing and I'm trying to navigate it in the sense where I, I think acknowledging that it is true that life is quite fragile but also not allowing it to then cause me to constantly live in a state of like 
the fear of losing somebody dear to me la. and I think it's something I'm still trying to navigate just because it did happen relatively recently yeah so I, I, I do think that apart from grief that there are some of these emotions la. for me yeah. it, it is yeah. the trauma of it yeah yeah. yeah, I think like what Daryl shared about the loss, I think that is something that I definitely felt it. Um, but I think another thing that I really felt um, back then, right, was anger also to, towards my dad. I, I was angry because I felt that I wasn't given a chance to to have a good chat with him, have a good conversation with him. I mean, even when he was in, in, in the ICU, right, he, he was heavily sedated, right? So there wasn't, there, there couldn't be a, like, a proper conversation because of, of that condition, right? And Okay, maybe it's, it's a bit bad to say, but how come it's like you, you, you never fight for the chance to want to talk to your kids, you know, or fight for the chance to, to, to show that you, you are trying to, um, like, you know, raise your BP or, like, try to pull yourself out of ICU? Like, how come, like, so easily, like, you know, you, you are where you are at, you know, deteriorating and things like that? So I, I was really, really angry. Uh, and I think another thing is really because, like, I felt that... Um, I haven't really seen the fullness of how he is as a dad. Lah. I mean, in, in my life, I feel there's a lot of things like graduation and things that, oh, I think he can be part of it, but now he's no longer part of it. And um, I, I was just angry that like he just dumped all the responsibility. I think another thing is regret. After I felt angry, you know, I feel that, that, that I feel upset. Then I feel like, wow, actually, like even times where where he's just watching football outside the living room, right? I could have just sat there and, and watched with him, you know? And, and, and there are a lot of things la, that, that I felt that I was I, I really regretted not doing. Actually, it's really the small things, eh? like like helping him to wash cup or helping him to pick up the cup from the living room to the kitchen. And then these are things that I, I really regret um, when I was grieving as well. La. You just reminded me that I also did feel regret with the friend that passed away mm. this year. Um, I, I haven't seen her in a long time, like quite a few years, uh. Um, but actually in the past few years, there were a few times where I ran into her. I wasn't sure whether she wanted to kind of say hi lah because I think I, I felt like she did see me, but she didn't seem like she wanted to acknowledge me. So I also like for fear of awkwardness mm. and and it not knowing where I stand, I think I just didn't say hi. And like, wow, I think for the first few days after she passed, like that kind of wrecked me. Uh, like, like, I really just feel like, like, oh, I'm so stupid, you know? Like, why didn't I just say, like, hi to her those mm. few times? I think it just so happens that I, I did have a few other friends also who did run into her and also made the same decision to not say hi. And I just feel a bit like, well, what would it have cost me, yeah. you know? Like, awkward or, or like, maybe, like, I say hi and then she don't want to say hi back to me and whatever. But, okay, like, like I had a very weird encounter. Like, I think when I went to the wake and I saw her body, right? Um, like, for some reason, I just feel like I don't really want to leave. And, mm. like, I just kind of keep wanting to go back to see her because what what was replaying in my mind was that the past few times I saw her, I didn't say hi. Mm. And, like, this was, like, my last chance to be physically around her. Um, yeah, I just feel like grief comes as such a weird package, you know? There's just so many things that come out of it and I don't even know whether we have experienced the full yeah. measure mm. of what it is. Uh. I had to come to the acknowledgement that I think two main things. One is that I, I believe that God is the giver of life and if he is the giver of life then he can also take it away. You know, um, I do not own my own life and I obviously do not own my friend's life so I cannot say that 
I get to determine or I, I hope that because my wish is for her to live a very long life, she must live mm-hmm. a very long life. Um, but that acknowledgement alone that God is the giver and giver of life and therefore can take it away, it's not very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Because then you can still feel like, wow, you're damn unkind yeah. or like you suck for taking people away. But I think what I was reminded of is also that the God I know is not an unkind God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The God I know is actually very personal, um, very in tune with people's emotions more than they are with yeah. their own. And the God I know knows what he is doing. And so yeah. I think with that friend who passed away last year, um, even though it really was very painful for a lot of people who knew her, right? I think there was no doubt uh, that her life was a life well lived. Uh. Mm. Like really like no doubt at all that like, yeah, she lived a great life. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, and with the short life that she had, she really did make such a big impact on all the people who were around her, even people who were not around her, but who um, managed to somehow get some trickle down effects of who she was as a person. Um, and I acknowledge that God has the authority. Mm. I may not like it, la, but I acknowledge that God has the authority to give and take life. I know this can sound a bit abstract sometimes, but I think in the many people who I know, in the many cases where I have come to encounter, I, I know that to be true because I hear so many stories of how people were comforted by God, how people themselves have come to a deeper realization of what life was meant to be, mm. how some of them have even changed the course of their life because of this very pivotal encounter they had. And I think I am reminded that because of my faith, I do believe that one day when I pass on from this earth, I will stand before God, right? And I will get to ask him all the questions mm. that I want to. According to the Bible, it seems like I will be a place, I will be in a place of contentment uh, and mm. peace with whatever answer comes back. And so I think if anything, that is my hope that I cling on to as I navigate the many encounters with grief and death in this lifetime, that it, it does hurt and it does suck, right? But I would like to trust that one day I will know and I'll be at peace mm-hmm. with why that had to happen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So like, I think personally for myself, um, going through like my whole cousin's death actually uh, brought about faith in God uh, through, through his death, like, mm. I mean, in my life. Yeah, because I remember like when I was just going through chemo with him, right? Mm. Where every day after school, I would kind of like rush down to the hospital. So I remember like at that point of time, like it, it was a lot of questionings of like asking, like, is there a God? Like is God really real? And if God is real, right? Why why do do God allow people to suffer? Especially when I see like children as young as eight years old, six years old, like already in the cancer ward, mm. you know, like going through that. I also start to ask myself, was there more to life than just actually like living here today and gone tomorrow? Yeah, is there more to life than just like achievements? You know, doing well in school. Um, and and at that point of time, like I was crazy over basketball, so I asked myself, like, you know, is there more to to life than just um like you know getting mm. gold medal for basketball mm. my cousin uh, kind of like just shared with me more and more about what he discovered for himself mm. yeah, like the whole idea of like the bible who god is and, and why god create why did god create us for yeah and i think that was like the whole process of like me really understanding about like eternal life and how like life is not just here but there is something more that that we are created for la. yeah so i think like my personal journey of like going through that um, and finding out about that through his death uh, made it a lot more worthwhile. I'm just thinking as we process all these 
things in our grief alongside the different emotions that come out at different times, right? What were some things that helped you, you know? I think just now you, you might have mentioned something about the friends around you, right? Mm. And how they supported you also. Yeah, um, like I think I mentioned earlier, like they gave me a lot of space um, to process, to grieve. They won't ask questions like, are you okay? Or like, how are you coping? Because clearly I'm not okay. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think they, they, they avoid those questions. They were just like, how say, like physically there, but like not saying anything. But yet, like I know that it's a very safe space for me to like unleash all my tears and and like if I if I have to have things that I want to say, I can just babble on, you know, while crying and stuff like that, knowing that it's a safe place for me to do it. Uh, I really appreciate those 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 spaces, lah. Yeah, and I think one more thing that I can really remember is how like they. Um, were very practical law with helping me law. Yeah, so like the the rotating of the the different shifts, right? To accompany my mom, they will offer their help to to take over. Uh, I think that they will also send like fruits over to make sure that like we are physically well. Like what I really appreciate now, as I'm thinking back also, right, is that um after I processed and still in the midst of processing grief, whenever there's a milestone that hits, right, um, mm. I realize I have this friend. Um, whenever my death, uh, my death, my dad death's anniversary comes, she will not hesitate to ask me like, how am I? Wow. Uh, every year, so my dad passed away in 2017, right? After that, every other year, every year, right, she would like we will meet up and she will say like, oh, it's been how many years since your dad passed away? How are you now? Like, I feel that, like, that question came at the right, right time. Uh. Mm. Yeah, and, and I also glad that, like, she asked me uh, because it shows me that he, she remembers. Yeah. Yeah, she remembers and I was very, very touched by it. Yeah. yeah because I realised that when she asked, right, I'm not remi- remembering him alone. But actually, I have a friend who also remembers when my dad mm. passed away mm. uh, and asked me about it. La. Yeah, mm. so I think that was something that helped me a lot. That's yeah. very sweet of your friend. Mm-hmm. I think talking to people helps a lot. Like, even for my case, when I was just going through the process of like griefing over my cousin um, I was in a place where I was just running away or am lost with what to do yeah, but I think what helped me a lot was actually opening up myself to people mm. trusting in, in, in these people to kind of like help me and talk to me I mean it's not like they kind of like force me to like hey you need to be okay and stuff like that but I think they really give me the space to just like be myself and and, and just go through what I need to feel mm. or whatever mm. I'm feeling at that point of time like even though I I'm not sure what I've, I'm feeling. Mm. Yeah, so um, one of the things that I kind of like realized was how I could emotionally uh, master like the, the, the energy and, and courage to go through it was really by physically looking after myself. Mm. Yeah, by like, you know, eating right, yeah. um, exercising or, mm. or even just being active. That, that helped a lot in allowing myself to, to just uh, regain that, that emotional like momentum. And energy to, to face the emotions that I was going through. Mm. Yeah. I felt like for me actually it was when people offered me space to cry mm. and were not too quick to try to get me out of that. Like in a in a time of grief where emotions are very intense and heavy, sometimes just allowing the person to have space to feel that and let that be their focus for that moment, I think is is kind. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So on that note, right? Have you ever encountered things that people did that were very unhelpful? <laughs> I think maybe not people did la, but maybe what what I did. Oh really? To other people, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, what so, do you do? So basically, like you know, when you go for wakes and then, like usually they will provide food, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, 
me and a group of guy friends, we went to visit a friend's uh, grandfather wake. Yeah, so it was the first time that I actually like kind of saw a wake that had like food right being cooked on the spot. Mm. Yeah, so it's not like the like a pot buffet kind. Yeah, of. it's not like a pot like kind. Like it's like, like there's a chef there and then they'll cook on the spot for you that yeah. kind. Yeah, so like I remember when I went there, right? Then I was just very amazed by that. It's like a zhuta store. Mm. Yeah, then when we ate the food, right, it was good. So we kind of like, I mean, he was there, lah. I feel so embarrassed saying this. Yeah, so like he was with us, and then we like kind of tell him like, oh, the food very nice. Oh no. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I you think just keep talking about the food. As in, we just say the the curry nice, lah. But I mean, the rest of it was good, lah. So we mm. keep nodding our head as we eat. Yeah, but I think at the point of time, we I I mean, on hindsight, when I look back, it wasn't the most. Uh, comforting thing for him at that yeah. point of time to hear about how his friends are saying like wow the food very nice yeah so, so i think that's the the worst encounter that that i had that or rather i did yeah like like being at a wake on yeah. the food run right because uh, um when my dad passed away like i had to undertake the like the the, the planning of it right uh, so i think like maybe i got a lot more to say about this but like like the food thing, right? Like I realized that there are people expect to be, like have food to be served to them in, in some fo- in, in some way, lah. I mean, I guess like sometimes after they work, they finish work, then they come out for dinner, then they hope to see food, right? But I really don't like when <laughs> they say like, "Hey, uh, are you gonna buy dinner for me? <laughs> yeah. you are you gonna buy dinner? Are you gonna get dinner? Like when when is dinner coming? Like uh, why don't I give you the like legit like somebody like say why don't I give you this amount of money? You go up and buy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Then I just this person? I just walk away. I just I cannot I cannot take it. I just walk away. I just um walk away until the person finds someone who is willing to buy dinner. <laughs> oh la. I mean I was handling all the the the, the, the book and everything, right? The fighting book and stuff like that. So I have no no time for you, man. My dad passed away very suddenly, right? Mm. So um there were a lot of uh friends and, and relatives of my dad who don't know what happened. Mm. Right, so then when they come, I think it's very natural, um, and and it's not a, an ill, Ill, Ill intent of them to ask what happened, la. But yeah. I think, for me personally, and and also for my family members, uh, immediate family members, right, we we actually felt very tired having to repeat over mm. and mm. over and over again, um, what happened, right? And it came to the point that like me and my siblings wanted to write down what exactly happened and paste on each table so that they can read it themselves and to ask us, um. But I also was thinking la, like what other ways can they do actually, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. But if they really want to find out what happened, I think maybe they can ask like my other relatives who are it's there, true, like true. instead of the immediate ones. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, they would probably have known lah, my yeah, other family yeah. members. So I think they can actually ask them what actually happened, mm-hmm. uh, more so than asking the immediate family members lah. Yeah, but but these were some of the few funny things that happened. Yeah, I think also like there are times where I go to a wake and then we are seated on a table together, right? And everybody is very awkward. Yeah. But people do the weirdest things, you know, when they feel awkward. I have seen somebody, right, take out all the, you know, the red string. And then, like, start to tie, like, friendship band. Then <laughs> 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 I also see people who, like... <laughs> I cannot take it. I see people who, like, take the peanut and start to throw in the air and catch. I think they really don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah they must be really awkward. They really don't know what to do. <laughs> don't know what to do just don't do anything <laughs> don't tie friendship man <laughs> advice for people out there that <laughs> don't know what to do <laughs> it's better not to do anything than do something it's so true it's true oh my gosh <laughs> what, what are some helpful things to do since we know that we shouldn't tie friendship man wow okay I think um, like I, I don't know why I hear this saying 
from, but uh, like they were saying that actually the funeral is for like the immediate family mm. members, right, as they grieve and all. So mm. support them, lor. <laughs> like help them, lor. Like um, I think maybe like I guess like if you see that like they need help in like maybe just bring out the packet drink or like. Oh, yeah, true. Like if your table got no more the what ah uh, the seat ah uh, the green color black color nut I used to think that that's petai seat but I realized it's no. not petai. And I'm about to say sesame seat but <laughs> <laughs> this one, no. I forget that what one. It's like if your table run out of it right then you go get yourself ah uh, mm. like yeah 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 <laughs> like I I guess you don't have to wait for the immediate family member that is running this thing to top yeah. up for you yeah. like if you're hungry and you really want to buy something then. You will probably know where is it. Mm. Yeah, it's mm. at those common areas. So just go help yourself. Like you know, if I say you know the person, then yeah, you can talk about the person lah. Like how is this person like? You know, um, and or until maybe the immediate family member is more available to go to mm. your table yeah. to like host you or, or things like that. Mm. Yeah, but just yeah lor, don't don't, don't yeah. tie friendship. <laughs> yeah. I I I think like echo what you shared. Um, one of the things that I feel is very helpful. It's also allowing that person that's grieving to actually have rest. Mm. Yeah, because like I realize that whenever it comes to like wakes or like funeral, we often will want to kind of like bombard that person with like uh, thousand one questions, questions right? Yeah. yeah, but as much as we are concerned over it, I think what we can do as a group of friends supporting that person is to play that role. So mm. yeah, so like what I try to do whenever I like help help mm. out at friends wake and all that is to um kind of like allow that person to rest first mm. and talk to whoever they need to and then mm. whatever common friends I know that are coming to the wake or like arrive at the wake I will mm. usually kind of like Help share that context out. first mm. yeah, like kind of like share the story mm. uh, what's happening how that person feel that mm. day yeah, so I think that's one of the ways that, that I found it to be helpful mm. yeah, and like I think another way is to actually like uh, kind of like remember that person and celebrate that person mm. yeah, like in our own lives yeah, mm. I think that kind of that helps a lot with with um, just helping that person to go through that grief yeah. And, yeah. and like yeah like just knowing that that person like made an impact in, in mm. our lives mm-hmm. yeah, so like I think what I try to do in, in, in a I mean when we are gathering or just like helping that person go through that grief is to really celebrate that person and, and just remember and share memories yeah. of that person that we all went through together la. so I feel like sometimes people yeah. maybe try to avoid talking about the person who passed away maybe because yeah. you don't want to remind mm. your friend or the person yeah. who is grieving about what he's going through but to be honest right whether or not you remind the person is going to think of yeah, his friend yeah. Yeah. yeah so actually it is it might be better yeah. la, to spend some time to celebrate the person's life yeah. and to you know recount certain memories mm. I, I find that that was quite helpful for me actually when mm. I went to my friend's wake right that we were all seated on a table together and of course, we were all feeling very heavy and, yep. and very sad, right? But mm. actually, there was a moment in the conversation where we kind of just like all took out our phone to like look mm. through our old chats with her and like look at pictures or videos and mm. some of the silly things she Because she was a very funny person. Mm. So she did and said a lot of stupid things. And like there was just a, a, a whole moment of us just showing each other like mm. things that she did and laughing about it together. And, and that was actually quite like refreshing for me mm. just because I think it helped me to remember that she was well loved by a lot of people that there were people who enjoyed her as a person mm. who had good memories and we just were able to share in our love for her together it, it doesn't take away the sadness yep. and it doesn't make you feel like the grief is not there but yep. I think it just helps you to remember that there were o- there are also some good things to yeah. think about as much as you mourn the person's passing yeah. Yeah. other than this right do you feel like there are some other things that um Maybe you would tell your younger self now, now that you're a few years 
older past this thing, right? As you look back on hindsight, were, are there some things you would tell your younger self about this whole grieving process? For me personally, one of the things that I would tell my younger self, find rest or rather find joy in like doing things that I like to do. Like still do like my hobbies or to, to mm. do things that I enjoy as I go through that process. Because mm. it's very easy for me to just be overwhelmed and, 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 and just drown with a lot of like the thoughts and emotions. Mm. Yeah, and I think another thing is definitely to talk to people that you trust. Yeah, because I think oftentimes as guys, we are just a lot more closed up. We don't really want to talk about what yeah. we feel. Mm. Yeah, and I think going through that cycle brought me to a place where it, it was very hard for me to snap out after a while. Yeah, so I would definitely like, like let myself know to, to talk to people. Mm. Yeah, just, just talk to trusted people or people that care for me. Mm. And, yeah. and even if I don't know what to say, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. just having conversations would, would just like, help to, to navigate that and, and bring me bring me through that process as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I think for me, mm, I'll probably tell my younger self that there is no like grief can look in many can can be very, very different for many people and I, I don't have to subscribe to a particular like five stages. Mm. I don't know, like how many stages or the outcome of grief. I personally will tell my younger self that there's no there's no fixed timeline in, in terms of grieving. There's no one fixed formula to how you should grieve. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and it's okay to, to grieve law and <laughs> to run away from it. Law. Someone once told me this about grief, which I thought was very interesting. She said grief is like this sweater that you put on, right? And at the start, it's very, very big and it's very heavy. It's like this hugely oversized sweater that you keep tripping over because it's way too big for you to carry, way too heavy. And it feels like that at the start, right? Like, wherever you go, you're just falling down. Wherever you go, you're just reminded of that grief. But over time, what happens is that this sweater shrinks. It starts to become smaller and smaller and smaller such that eventually it becomes this, like, ball of wool Mm. that you kind of just carry with you everywhere you go. It's still always with you, it doesn't disappear, but you don't trip over it as mm. much anymore and you're able to go about your life remembering that the wool, the ball of wool is still there. And I thought that that's so true because I think the thing about grief is not really that one day you will not feel sad anymore when you think about this person. I think if it is somebody who really did matter to you and was a big part of your life, there will always be that sense of loss and mm. sadness or even longing for the person to still be part of your life. And, and that's perfectly fine. But I think perhaps then the encouragement is that we do learn how to live with grief and we do learn how to live with the memories of that person. Um, and that sometimes looks like crying once in a while that sometimes looks like laughing mm. over like old memories that we have, right? Um, but it's okay, lo. like we are able to grow around it and and grow to live with it. And uh, in the famous quote from WandaVision, it says, what is grief if not love persevering? And I, I do think that it's true, la, that actually a lot of times when we think of grief, there's a very bad connotation to it and understandably so, right? Like it's negative, it's terrible, it's heavy. But at the same time, I think grief reminds us that there that this was a person who we really loved. This was a person we got to share our life with. We have so many good memories with. And even though it is extremely sad that this person is no longer a tangible part of our lives, actually these are all the good memories and and things that we can celebrate and hold on to even as we grow older. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think I would tell myself to remember to celebrate the person and know that as we grow older, we can learn to live with grief and it will just always be a part of us. But that's not always a bad thing. Mm. Yep. 
Yeah. So I guess we've come to the end of our episode for today. I really, really hope that this found you in a season where you know, it helped you if you're going through something and we hope that some of the stuff that we shared resonated with you. If you are currently um, a friend to somebody going through grief, we hope that this also helped you like, to know what not to do, not to say, but also what you can do and say to kind of support the person through, through his time of grief. And so coming to the end of our episode, we would love to get you connected to our community and we have a telegram channel where you can join to participate in the conversations that we're having to share your opinions on whatever we're going to make a poll about and also you can always find our content on instagram and tiktok at ngl.people you can find our episodes on youtube spotify and apple and you can like share and subscribe to our channel if you love our content so we really really hope that you've been blessed by this episode and we will see you again next time